Ayo Powdu and welcome to the final chat of today's set of featured chats on Loose Lips. I believe that this is the, I think it's the 7th or 8th, it's, there's a lot of features that have been happening. If you want to check the back catalogue, feel free to go to the YouTube channel, which is Pop Cult Sheet. Got me thinking now, I think this is the 7th or the 8th either way. I, you know what, right? I don't even know what day it is anymore. What day is it? Is it Wednesday? It's the 8th. It's the 8th feature because it's Wednesday. So, yeah. On the previous chats, we spoke with Sophia, uh, who was speaking with her about her career, how she became to be such a pivotal figure within the Leeds hospitality scene. Uh, we also then spoke with we spoke with Tom Granger, who is a DJ and also a um, junior agent down in London. So we were speaking to him about merging the two worlds and representing up and coming acts as well as like booking acts for their tour and planning how to, their trajectory should go real interesting chat good insight within the industry and then obviously with him balancing that with his dj life as well then we spoke with luke thompson who is a properly just amazing artist in every sense of the word like full dedicated artist with his with his dedication and passion. So we speak to him about his live drawing and also about his music career as well. Uh, and then on the back of that, I've just had a chat with Kayleigh Stevenson who was speaking to us about life on the road as a theatre performer, so singer, dancer, entertainer. She was telling us about some of the shows that she's been on. And now we are waiting for perfect timing. The man himself, Paul Gillian, a.k.a. Prince, is currently in Australia and it's 6am in Australia. And I thought he'd slept in because he hadn't come to the group. But as soon as I said his name, just like royalty and magic that he is, he's come to the group. So if you would like to send me a request, brother, and we can get this chat rolling. Here we go. <laughs> what are you saying it's, brother? it's actually 4 a.m um what? yeah i thought it was at six but it's all cool i'm up i'm awake oh <laughs> uh, what, what a legend how have i got it that wrong i don't know i thought i was on at 6 p.m you i was going by you because i've i've tried to go on like different time clocks i even downloaded an app trying to tell me time and i'm sure i got it to 11 as well yeah well i, I kind of woke up about an hour ago and uh just checking out what you were doing then it was like live now i was like shit better put a t-shirt on i was ali yeah in bed mate she's good she's good um and so, you've yeah, got a puff as well aren't you we have yeah wait i think can i flip the camera around yeah, there he is. His name's Chase. Uh, he's a rescue dog that we uh, rescued pretty much as soon as we got here, actually, in 2018. Um, I did a bit of volunteering at the local dog pound. I used to walk dogs because I had no job for a couple of weeks when I first got here. So just to keep time busy, I'd uh, go and volunteer at the local dog pound and walk some of those rescued unwanted pups uh, around the central coast, which is cool. It looks a proper character. Yeah, he is definitely a character. He's a bit, uh, he's beautiful in the house, great with people. He's just a bit uncertain with other dogs. Uh, he hasn't got any friends at the moment, so 
we're working on it. It's been a, it's been a long process. So you still baffle me that it's four o'clock over there. So I need to do some maths in that. But how are you finding Australia, brother? Are you properly like fully into it, man? Yeah. So I was... like, it seems like you've changed your lifestyle and everything. Yeah, it's taken a bit of a change uh, for the best, probably. Um, it was a decision that was kind of just the heat the moment. Um, Alison was coming over here. And I was going to do the whole long distance sort of thing um, and was down in London at the time. And uh, we were going to basically just, like I say, do the long distance thing. And then just kind of slept on it one night and was just like, fuck it. Just going to drop everything and just, just go over. So I actually moved over here in 2018, uh, May the 8th. So it's coming up to two years. So I've been out here soon. So yeah, it's, it's going good. Two year anniversary and that. Absolutely, mate. And you're just on the outside of Sydney, aren't you? So, yeah, we're just north of the central coast. So we are about an hour and a half drive from uh, Sydney. So, yeah, just pretty much on the coast. If it gets, it probably won't get any lighter, but I was just going to say I could walk out to the beach. I'm literally pretty much on the beachfront. Um, but as you can see, it's pitch black still. So. <laughs> still 4 a.m. I can't believe I've done that to you, brother. I, it's all good, mate. I owe you one there, man. I owe you one there. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, because you, you switched up your lifestyle. So, you're like, I can see, like, you, you're up, you're early, you, you, you're doing surfing and stuff. Like, are you proper, like, uh, accustoming uh, and evolving to, like, the Aussie way of life? Yeah, I think you have to in some respect. Um, when I first got here, the, the, the differences were so huge i was like wow this is a different way of life in what in kind which of just way? Adapt to it. say again in which way um just australians um just what you can do like um everything is out here is they're so active they just want to be outdoors all the time just basically taking in the beautiful surroundings and the great weather generally um so a lot of stuff is done outdoors um a lot of stuff on your doorstep like like you mentioned surfing, I'd, I'd taken up surfing when I got here and literally just living on the beach. It's, it's kind of rude not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, you do have to adapt in, in some, some cases. But there is a few things that are a bit different. So like I do find, and take this to the pinch of salt, where I live on the central coast, coming from London was, was quite, quite a big difference because the, the bar scene, which was a big part of my life, um, does feel like it's a little bit behind the times here. Sydney is great. Melbourne's probably my favourite. Um, you've, you've been to the both, I know. Uh, Melbourne is probably my favourite of the bar scenes. They just have a little bit more relaxed uh, laws. Uh, they do call New South Wales the nanny state. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's very, uh, quite strict uh, on, the, on their service of alcohol. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a, a good move to come over here. But I do miss back home. I did have some flights to come back next month, but uh, oh really? Yeah, I was coming back. I was going to come back uh, at the end of May, beginning of June. So, um, but yeah, they've. Have uh, you been back? No, two years solidly over here. Alison's been back. She she went back in two thousand and nineteen at the beginning. Um, but no, I haven't. I was gonna. I was really looking forward to coming home. <laughs> Because you've had a few, because TC and everyone, uh, TC came out to see you. TC and, uh, TC and Rachel came out. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. That was in February. Um, 
we've also had Rachel Birchall, another Leeds legend. Uh, she was she came over a couple of years ago as well. Um, I, Philip Philippa Brown, she, oh, she came out as well. Yeah, but I didn't yes. manage to catch up with them. Uh, it's the same time that TC and Rachel were here, and we kind of our plans were all over the shop at the time. Um, but yeah, there's been a few people come over. Um, Sophie Kazimi, another Leeds girl. She was actually over here a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, send more over. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring more over with me. Uh, and you, of course, yeah, we came down to see your, uh, your, your amazing comedy gig as well. That's fantastic. No, uh, well, first, Neon Cactus are in the group. Yeah, you know, I reckon them bit shout out Neon <laughs> But uh, yeah, mate, like, yeah, the comedy gig, the experience. I, I fell in love with Australia. I, I think that if I would have gone two, three years ago, I'd have looked to up sticks. I think if I want really? to set in, yeah. yeah, Melbourne just captured my heart, mate. Like, it's just, it's just me. It's just, it's my yeah. proper pace of life. It's got the... It's got the big city feel and it's got the fast pace, but it's got the cool culture and everyone's on a level and it's got the weather. And yeah, mate, I was just all day. Like, I was loving Melbourne. Do you feel like yeah. it had like a European vibe to it as well? Do you think well, that's a lot of people like say it? that. A lot of people yeah. say that. And um, I want to say yes or no. I just felt it was Melbourne. I just, as yeah. soon as I touched down, right? And the thing, this is such a, this is such a me thing to do. But I walked through airport and like it was a hassle-free airport, which doesn't happen a lot, you know what I mean? And then as I walked out, there's Terminal 2, but it didn't say Terminal 2, it said T2. And it just started going, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love this city already. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it does say T2, actually. Yeah, I was actually there a couple of, uh, a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, fantastic city. Uh, I did Adelaide for the Comedy Fringe Festival uh, when TC and Rachel were here. Uh, get on that. I think that should, that should be your next next port of call. Well, uh, that was, love... that was the plan. Or was it? The plan was, obviously, with what's happened, it sort of put it on, on stall. But the show that you saw, I was going to tour that again, but refine it a bit. In fact, the show that you saw it was slightly different to the English tour. But the show that you saw is going to be the final version. So, because I got standing ovation in Sydney, that was mad. So anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the reprise version, but I've written a new special as well. So I was gonna take them both out. So uh, the the aim was to do like the Sydney Comedy Festival, which is in April, the Melbourne one, which is in March, and I think Adelaide is. Did you say it's was it February then? Like and yeah, so it uh, would have been yeah, end of Feb. And if, so I was looking to come out for a long stint like I did before, but do the festival, do the previous show that you would have seen, but then how I t did it for you lot, doing my new show, so you would have come to Low 3 or 2 and seen the new show, and then yeah. if you wanted to come to the festival bit and see the show that you've already seen, so that was the plan. So I yeah, didn't yeah. want to come back through. Uh, mate, I loved it, I love Australia. It's sick. It's great. Mate, we'll always welcome you. Yeah. It's sick. Um, yeah, the Adelaide French Festival, we end up, I don't think we planned it, but we end up seeing so many English comics. Um, there was actually just one segment of just like seven or eight English comics. It was actually like, oh, I can't remember what they called it, but it was sort of like Brits Abroad or something like that. But yeah, really, really good. And you would definitely fit in there. I think you should definitely you, look into it. Did you see Ross Noble? I'd, was he there this year? Or was he there I'm last not sure. Year? It seems, he's, it's Adelaide seemed to be like his proper favourite festival. Yeah, okay. No, I don't think he was, I don't think he was there 
this year. I think he may have been there last year, maybe. Um, but I'll definitely, definitely head there again, for sure. Uh, at this time last week, I was speaking with the one and only Paul Foot. So, you know. Oh, yes, you know. I saw. How so, uh, yeah, mate, it was class. It was class. But uh, he, I think he likes going to Adelaide as well. So, um, I'll see if he's going out and then I'll look to piggyback and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm out as well, Paul. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> Paul. you're right, mate. You're right, mate. You're right, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, he was a legend. But uh, no, it just. What I loved about Australia, I'm sure you'll be able to like expand on this, is because of the outdoor active nature, there's just so much more to do. Like I love the culture over here when it's good weather, it's beer gardens and it's you know, it's a proper community and camaraderie. Yeah. Before you know it, it's four days in and it's like, whoa. But like I feel like the way that the Aussies do it is so different. It's like barbecues or it's really communal in a different way. Like, it, it, you know, and, and I like the fact that they've got different spaces set for that. It just seems like it's set up for people to, like, gather and congregate. It seems like a real outside outside city, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Pretty much nail on the head. Um, one thing that they don't do right here is, like, I miss an English pub. Just like a boozer, a beer garden, English summer. Like, you just can't beat it. Like, I do think that Leeds and London especially... Uh, in the summer are just fantastic places to be and fingers crossed for you guys especially that hopefully this lockdown mm. if it all goes well uh hopefully you can enjoy some of that in the summer to come because it's pretty much on your doorstep already uh we're coming into our winter months now so do you, do you find seasons do you find it has seasons over there yeah like yeah like i climatize pretty quickly um so I got here in the winter of 2018 and it was like 25, 24 degrees when I first got here and it dropped down to about 19, which probably sounds quite warm to you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, um, no, you do, you climatize pretty quickly and it's pretty cold. It'll drop down to like maybe in the, in the peak of winter, five, six, seven degrees at night. Um, so it does get pretty cold. And if you go in further inland, it can, you do get snow in Australia. Um, this, 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 like the snowboard and ski season is actually starting. That's really baffled me when I came over. But yeah, there is a, there's a huge uh, ski season over here, which is about to start. Yeah, so, yeah. It's actually, it's actually snowing in some parts of Australia. I didn't think there would be in Oz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not far, about, th about three or four hours drive from where I am. So not far. How are you um, getting on with keeping up to date with footy? Because that walk that walk what through me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. It's a bit of a challenge. Um, there's some games that I probably will miss just due to the nature. There's, we're 11 hours difference. So, well, we don't know that even now, do we? We don't know what the no, we don't. is doing. <laughs> uh, I was about to go back to sleep. I was like, oh, I'm up early. So I thought it was 6 o'clock. I was going to snooze a bit more. Good job I woke up. You tag me in the notification. It's like, ding. I was like, oh, I better wake up. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, especially this season being pretty hard, being a Liverpool fan. Um, so much uncertainty about, is the league going to restart? I saw something earlier today about the 20th. They want it done or, or started by the 25th of June, maybe. Mm. Um, obviously, the French league just got cancelled the other day. Um, league one, league two. And the Dutch um, league as well, but Dutch league, the, yeah. teams are, the teams are suing the Dutch league and they think they're going to turn it around, which is true. Like, if Liverpool, 
think of the financial impl implications if you don't get the league. Like you yeah. are, you are entitled to take them and sue the Premier League or UEFA or whoever for every penny that they have. Absolutely, and I think Sky Sports and BT Sports are going to do a lot of suing as well if the league gets cancelled because they've got all the rights to showing the games and stuff like that as well. So there's a lot of money involved. Um, I, so, just yeah, uh, I just think as well, it's like, if they were to cancel it, what's to say next season? You got off to a bad start and you're like, you know what, we don't want to play this season. Like, yeah. There's no precedent anymore, is there? It's there's like, no well, trust. you did there's that no to us, so why should we? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, it's going to probably sound selfish because I'm a Liverpool fan. I would love them to restart it as soon as possible, but obviously the health of the nation is definitely more important. So, um, But you guys, how is it? I, I don't really know. It's, you, How's it, how's it going over there? Is it pretty, it's pretty bad, isn't it? So it's a weird one. It's like we, I tend to find that we are being responsible when I sort of speak to my circles of friends through Zoom or WhatsApp or whatever. And everyone's been responsible with the social distancing and staying indoors. So I'd have thought we'd have like beaten the, the curve, but off yeah. the curve. But I don't know. It just seems. You just don't know at the minute. I think you, you nailed it before. It's the uncertainty of it. It's it's not only the uncertainty, it's like the uncertainty of that and then when things, you know, what stipulations are going to be brought into certain uh, uh, industries and, and, and areas of, of, of society and you just don't know. But I'm, I'm sort of saying to people, is it pause or is it reset? Because I think it's red or blue pill moment, like the Matrix. And I think you've got to look at both, like, rabbit holes. They both exist. But which one are you going to be when everything is lifted again? You know, like, yeah. what are you able to be? So when, when, we are, when it is all, like, back to us being able to go out and about. I don't like saying back to normal because the normal didn't work. But when we're, yeah, when exactly. we're, when we're, when we're back to being back out in the open, for example people reaching out to friends have not spoken to in ages or you will feel there's a sense of like real like wanting to seek people you've not spoken to in years and stuff like I pray that this, that's not just passing the time I pray that that's a new precedent of seeing what is important in these conversations and the pace of life that's been taken out I hope that that's still there post this and the, the you know the virtues that we're all sort of learning now yeah, I think I, I heard you say something on one of your chat shows uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago now that I think it may be the one with the Harry Johns that you said that when we, when we eventually come out of this, one thing I hope that we take from this is just to be kinder and nicer to each other and respect what we want to add. And um, obviously, I think it's going to take a while. Like I say, going back to normal, like you said, I think that is, we should be looking at different. I, I think this normal will probably be maybe a couple of years down the line. Um, when they do start to relax and, and, and start opening things back up, it's going to be different. Like bars aren't going to go back to being rammed straight away. I think there's going to be definitely some sort of laws. It might even be just uh, the restaurants and cafe scenes opening up first with social distancing measures to see how that all goes first, maybe. I think I read something as well that they don't reckon bars are probably going to open until probably December, January. Um, but then I think that's a lot of scaremongering because there's nothing to base that on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I think. I think a lot of people have probably seen from like the past of things opening up too too quickly. I watched um, 
great documentary about the coronavirus pandemic and other pandemics that have happened before in the past and opening things too quickly and um, and then just closing, restraining back down again, and then restarting again. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think especially with the UK, because it's such a small country with close to 70 million people, um, compared to here where there's, what is it? So I think it's half 25 that. 25 million or something. Yeah, 25, 26, I think. Um, and it's, and, and it's, it's bigger than Europe. It, yeah. yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. Same size as the States, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a big old country. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of nothingness, just a lot of dirt roads and bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, not many populated areas. But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why Australia have done so well with like the, the, the curve of it. I think we've, we've had less than 100 deaths. That's so, true. Like, I don't think that's really looked at it in that perspective with maybe the numbers of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, how, how, how are you dealing with it personally? Sound, mate? Like, so at the very start, um, I lost my head. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there, was, there was 18 hours of losing my head and just been like, what the... And a mate had told me to watch um, Shout Out Pete Triff in the group all day. Uh, yeah. Um, we're on about you, actually. You showed up in uh, Busking Turf Wars. You got a shout out the other day about that. I think I've got like a snapshot video moment as well, maybe. Yeah, I Christy. think you speak. I think you speak. You say, yeah, yeah. Hey, you do, you do. Oh, she's outside, mate, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Shout out Ebby as well. And uh, Danielle, she picked it up as well earlier. But no, sorry. Yes, uh, um, when I, when So there's a, do you remember a show called Utopia? Yeah. Was it so, like English... Yeah, English drama, quirky, cool, yeah, you know, yeah, cool yeah. with its cinematography and that. That is what is happening now. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I went down the wrong rabbit hole first. And I was like, turned my phone off, curtains, blinds down, needed to just sort me head out. And I was like, all right, that's not where we're going. And then I was like, I just want to communicate. And, you know, as I say, I had the whole thing with the comedy. I was going to do Europe. I was going to do the festivals. I was going to go to America. Then come back to Australia. And I was like, yeah, this is it, man. I'm buzzed. And, and then this it. And it's like, you know what? There's, there's, a, a, big, there's a bigger responsibility that, that we all have to play that is bigger than ourselves at the moment in time. And it's like, you know what? That is, that's it. It's like, you have to... I know there's conspiracy theories and there's this and there's that, but the truth is there's people's safety and health, which is at, at stake. Yeah. So yeah. there's no point just going against something that you don't know on a whim. You know, yeah. it might come out like three, four years time that it were all whatever. But at this moment in time, I think we've got a responsibility to protect everyone. So as soon as I was in that set, I was like, all right, well, I personally feel that I'm on this planet to lift the spirits and the souls. So that's why I started doing things like this. And, and then that's, that's helped with me as well. And I've been writing and creating and adapting and just going to be the best been, version been, I can be. You've been flat out. You've been busy. Like, a, you, you're doing this three times a week? Uh, two. Two times a week? Yeah, okay. Mm. So, yeah, like, I've seen how active you've been. Um, you generally are quite an active sort of dude. Like, there's always something in the pipeline. But, um, yeah, I've seen a lot of social content from you and people sharing your sort of stuff. So yeah, it's been fantastic. There's nothing that you can do directly to help COVID situation, but there is something that you can do for the community 
and like you say, lifting up and brightening people's days. Uh, and that's definitely something that you were put on this planet to do, my friend. That's what I want to do, man. And that, that's, what's, that's what's been buzzing about this. And, and, and again, people feeling sort of like, look at this, like, I mean, your other side of planet, it's 4.30. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're not hearing those, you know what I mean? And I just, I love it, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. It. So one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you is, uh, I'll, because I, I knew I'd be speaking with Sophia today and I knew that I'd be quite like, uh, you know, a throwback to our, our ace, like, Leeds. And it's, you know, it's time with Leeds. But I wanted to speak with you because there was a definite payday when you were uh, you were involved. So how did you get involved in the bar scene in Leeds? Say a heyday or, or hazy days. They were very hazy <laughs> days. <laughs> um, Wait, have you got a beer? Yeah, <laughs> I knew this bit was going to come, mate, so I need a bit to chat about it. Maybe even a tequila, if I've got any. Let's get story time on go. <laughs> Anyone who's watching as well, grab yourself a bev. It's story time. Absolutely. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Respect, man. Um, so, what was the question? Sorry, how did I how did I get into what the Leeds Leeds bar scene? The bar scene, yeah. So, um, when did I move to Leeds? So, I, I was living in. I'm a Yorkshire lad. I was born in, born in North Yorkshire, but I, I grew up in the Midlands. Um, so I uh, yeah was was kind of growing up uh, in a place called Rugby. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever go there. Uh, <laughs> one of my one of my good mates when I was holiday repping was from rugby. Yeah, who was it? Mark Creswell. Oh, is he from rugby? I know Mark Creswell, I think. Is he you must, like, I bet rugby's got like four people. So like, yeah. you must know him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, do, I know the name, for sure. I know the name. So yeah, probably know. All right. Um, so yeah, I moved. Um, one, of my, one of my good friends, you know, Ben Smith. Uh, he was, we, we, I used to work in bars in Leamington Spa, Royal Leamington Spa, um, and Ben did as well. Ben worked at the White Horse, I worked at Moo Bar, um, little shout out. Um, he, moved to, <laughs> he moved to Leeds in 2000, you'll probably tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he moved to Leeds in 2008. Um, we still kept in communication, we're still good friends, and then I just remember one day, um, just being bored where I was, I, was, I think I was nine, maybe 20 maybe 21 just bored where i was um and just messaged him over and he was like mate just just move to leeds it's fucking amazing it's great i think i'd been up to live at leeds like that may uh the, the year before um loved the city and i was like you know what? i'll give it a go so i got in my car just my mum was like what do you want for dinner sort of ran upstairs like i'm moving to leeds she thought i was just joking <laughs> packing my bags um Ran down. She was like, "Oh, you're not joking." I was like, "No." Anyway, I ended up having dinner with her. Just the right thing. To <laughs> uh, Good son. And, yeah, <laughs> and then just drove it to Leeds. Did the two and a half hour drive to Leeds, um, and, and then got there. Didn't have a, didn't have a job for long. I was actually working at uh, Topman um, before the the whole. Is it the Light or the Trinity Centre? Trinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was working there for a few months, and I was also working part time at the Adelphi. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I actually started my first bit of bar scene. But I lived above Core Lane, so I lived on those uh, Crown Street buildings. So I used to walk back down Core Lane 
every time after finishing work and I always used to pop down there. Um, I think I used to really annoy Dell uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I first met him. Um, and also I used to go into uh, Neon as well. I think Neon had just opened when I, when I kind of moved to Leeds. I think it was about 2000, 2009, I think Neon opened. Foxy's in the group, Eakin Air, let us know. <laughs> Ask him about the shoes at time. We'll talk. We'll come to that, Foxy. We'll come to that. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing about the shoes. Uh, so yeah, just used to basically just go in all the time after work and ask. Like, love calling, love drinking down there. Just ask for the jobs all the time in a Porto, which probably was my favourite bar of all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, eventually was given given the given the go. I think uh, Dan Andrews. I think it was actually Amanda. Uh, Amanda that actually get sort of really sort of pushed me to get the job there. So shout out to Amanda. Um, so yeah, started uh, glass collecting uh, for a couple of weeks. Then was given the chance to go on the bar. Um, it was just I think yeah, Foxy. Foxy took me under his wing. Um, <laughs> uh, and he was a great mentor. He was he was great. We, as soon as me and Foxy got. To, know each other we were pretty much inseparable uh from from day dot so um yeah just it just kind of took me under his wing learned like basic cocktails just through all that um and then before you know it, i was assistant manager um i think this was the time that uh, amanda and lee were getting serious i think the i think maybe the baby was on the way so she kind of took a, a step down so there was a room there so i took assistant manager um and that was for a bit and then i think pretty much the same happened to dan i think kids were on the way uh for dan andrews and then yeah general manager spot opened up so i just basically worked my way from glass collector to general manager within a i think i was there for six and a half seven seven years maybe six and a half years again very hazy days dates may be wrong um but no it was it was fantastic worked with great people from um all down Core Lane, actually. Uh, but yeah, the, the three bars that we were, we were part of, Jake's, Porto and, and Neon. Um, yeah, fantastic crews. And it just seems to be something that could just continually going on. Like, I think all the guys down there, there's probably been a few more new additions in the last two years that I've been over here. But just always hired right. Always cracking people. Top guys, legends and girls. Um, so yeah, it's just an institution. I think it's just fantastic. I miss Core Lane, so would you say that the uh, it's a hundred percent as well? The atmosphere is set and the tone is set by the teams behind the bar. Sometimes I think that's underrated. Um, well, things times always change, um, so you kind of just. I was always told to like by by Dan and Amanda was just play to play to the crowd and Foxy as well. Um, just play play to your atmosphere. If you've got like a bar of two people in your bar. Make it their world, man. Make sure that they're having the best fucking time. But if you've got 100 people in your bar, equally, make sure they're all having the best time. So there's things that you can do and help. Um, I think the team that we had, I will say this, I think the team that we had at, at Neon was probably the best party team out of the three bars, for sure. <laughs> um, who did we have? We had me, Foxy, Dan, Amanda, TC. Um, China? China, yes, Adam. Yeah, I was just about to say him. Uh, and then we had some new guys like Lewis and Seb, yeah, and yeah, Pittman yeah, and uh, all these guys, and a few others as well. Massive shout out! We, we did go through got loads of staff, but we did have a few too many to mention. But yeah, shout out to everybody that worked under me uh, or worked with me. 
Um, Foxy wants me to bring up the shoes. I'll quickly bring it up. It's probably not that funny. It's probably just more of a us joke. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> actually got fired from Top Man. Um, basically, there's these slipper shoes that I like loved. Uh, yeah, Specky Twats. <laughs> Big Foxy. Um, there's these <laughs> slippers that I, that I adored and basically was just saving up the cash for them. But I accidentally went home with them. I basically put my <laughs> trainers, <laughs> put my trainers in the box and then took the, took them home and then wasn't working for about four days. And when I went back, they were, the box was in the room and I was called to the manager's office. Uh, and I just basically, I was like, look, it's just a stupid, it wasn't like Foxy was just saying that was the thickest theft moment ever, but it was just literally, <laughs> I was intending to buy them. But uh, yeah, I just love these slippers um, and just used to wear them behind the bar. Probably not the best item of sh footwear to wear behind a bar. Um, but no, going back to what we were saying. Uh, yeah, Corlane, I haven't been there for two years, so it's probably different again. But when we were there, we were we were given it our all. Um, so yeah, working for working for Jed and Paul Lane, who was the the, the owners at the time, uh, they were just they were great to work for. Kind of gave us our own reins the bar uh, kind of let us do but a lot of trust was involved and um yeah really respect that i've asked a couple of people this and i wonder if you think it'd be the same for that era do you think there'd be a cool book that could be written about it with some of the tales <laughs> yeah there has been talk about this before but just literally talk but uh, um again i don't know i don't i, I think they're just good to be shared between the people that were there over a beer now and again, like 10, 15, 20 years down the line. I think if you were to put it to paper, I don't think it would just come across as, as good. I think the memory would be lost. But I don't know. It depends, depends who's writing it. Do you want the job? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, right? I'd, I'd love to write it, but I also think what would be cool is maybe like... Um... A who's who so like you know like maybe like this and you're chatting about your time on the lane and stuff and maybe giving it like that yeah, your okay, name yeah. on the lane it's the yes. title of it the name on the lane i like it name name on um, lane make it more yorkshire name, name on lane name on lane um no yeah like i don't know i i think you'd probably i think we'd probably have to i think it would be good maybe i don't know maybe it's a pop-up book <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> just pop up shots, just like nice one. <laughs> um, so, how are you? How are you occupying yourself over there then? So, Alison um, is pretty busy. Um, she's locoming at, at the moment. So, just going back before this whole scenario that we're in at the moment started, we, me and Ali, were actually. Um, getting the processes, the ball rolling to actually go traveling around Australia. So we brought a, um, a Toyota Land Cruiser, uh, which is a four by four, um, and have been over the last sort of eight, nine months, been kitting it out and doing it all up. So we basically ripped out all the seats, um, putting a customized dog bed in there with loads of storage underneath. And we've got like a fridge freezer in the back and, um, solar panels on the top and everything like that. So pretty much ready to rock and, and go. And it's literally the week that we were going to go, the, um, the pandemic sort of hit. So they started to um, close a lot of the states 
So we're in New South Wales. The first place that we were going to go was down to uh, Victoria uh, and to Melbourne to see some friends. Um, but they just started shooting off the state, so we couldn't go anywhere. So what we had to do was stay on the central coast. Um, Ali picked up um, a few um, shifts. Sorry, Chase is coming in. <laughs> He's a bit camera shy. Come on. He's coming. Um, so, uh, yeah, we basically had that all planned and then we basically just got given a curveball. So we're staying on the central coast. I lost, well, I didn't, I, I kind of lost jobs, um, but I actually handed my notice in. That's how close we were to going. So I handed my notice into one of the jobs that I was working at. Um, I also work at a local distillery uh, on the central coast. Um, I basically lost that job. I'm still, they, they still want me to do a bit of uh, writing and stuff for them. Uh, they've got a few things in the pipeline, um, which I'm about to do. Um, but yeah, Ali's pretty much making an income for both of us. Um, we're actually staying in an Airbnb. Um, so we managed to sort of reach out to a family uh, who have two homes and this was their holiday home. And they basically said that we could stay here. So they sorted us out. So that was great. Um, and basically restrictions are actually starting to lift tomorrow as a Friday for us. Serious? Uh, yeah. So restrictions, what do they look like? So we can start going out to friends' houses. So that's the first port of call um so i think the rule states that two adults can go around to a family to friends houses uh, but no if you've got kids you can take your kids but no more than that so um hopefully nobody takes the piss yes so hopefully that does sort of stay like that there, there will be a few uh opportunists i reckon um but yeah that, that'd be cool i think that'd be great for the attendance for the mental health of the country which is i think fantastic um, like I said, if people are on their own or, um, yeah, it, it could be quite hard for people, I guess. Uh, getting inside your own head can be pretty tough. But going for walks, I think it's good. You can exercise on the beach. Um, so that includes running, doing yoga, surfing, um, paddleboarding, whatever. Uh, but you can't sunbathe at the beach. So, yeah. So you've got um, the guards that are coming around if they see too many, if they see too yes. many people, they can piss a bit. So this, they have surf life saving clubs, um, which generally the, the, li the lifeguards are generally finished after Easter, um, but they've actually been uh, commissioned to stay on longer. So they're basically monitoring it. And if they reckon people are taking the piss, they'll just phone over to the police and the police will come and issue the fines. So it's $11,000. They love doing fines. They love a fine. Uh, so it's 11, maximum is $11,000, which is pretty much half. So yeah, it's like five and a half, six thousand dollars Third pounds, sorry. Still a lot. Still a lot of cash. So what? So um, all being well, as soon as it's lifted, you're going to be on the road. And where where do you sort of uh, plan on going? You're going to go all the way, like fruit coast and way way up north as well. So the plan was that we were going to do. So the original plan was that we were going to drive down to um, uh, Melbourne um, on the way, helping some of when we were driving out to the southernmost parts of New South Wales, helping do some volunteering for the people that are affecting the bushfires that Australia had. Yeah, which, man feels like a year ago but can we just pause on that a minute because that was yeah. such a like huge impact on the cultural side of australia and like you know you had the amazon that was happening in brazil then yeah. you had us like it was yeah. such a, a chaotic thing like is, is that is, is the play is it still areas in australia that are still reeling from that um, yeah, there will be. There's de definitely a lot of um, a lot of loss. Um, 
there's 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 quite not loads of life lost but like a lot of um land and property um and communities uh, affected um but australia and in fact the world got together pretty well on that there was a i can't remember who it was but somebody had started a charity and i think they raised something like 25 million dollars or something like that uh there's a few um like uh aids and and, and uh, event aids and stuff like that that were done as well so um yeah like it happens this was definitely by far the worst one that australia's ever 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 had but they i think they had the last ones were in 2005 i think uh which were quite bad as well um there's a couple in 2014 as well so they do happen um but yeah they they reckon that they're probably just getting worse and worse but um there's probably not much volunteer work now probably to do um as much as there would have been when we first left um but like I say, it just feels like a lifetime ago now. Um, it was only, what, two, three months ago. Uh, was it near where you were staying? Yeah. So was we it reached Byron, didn't it? Yeah. So it was all it was pretty much all over New South Wales and in Victoria with the worst hit areas, a bit in Queensland. Um, we were quite lucky, actually. There was one, I think the closest fires to us were probably about 20 kilometres. So pretty, pretty close, but... Um, the worst thing was just like the smoke um, for us uh, and for a lot of people. Some days it was just like really bad. Uh, there was actually warnings not to leave your house um, because the smoke was that bad because um, it can trigger health problems later on in life, uh, that much smoke uh, inhaling. Uh, also as well, when I was surfing as well down in one of the beaches, which is a, a south coast facing beach, there was a lot of, we had a lot of storms uh, and a lot of rain and floods after the fires actually. Um, pretty bad floods actually um so we actually had a lot of whole trees in the, in the sea just floating and it was so dangerous you'd be surfing you just go over a wave and there'll just be like just a huge branch or a huge tree uh, i was actually in there actually the same beach a couple of weeks ago and uh, there's actually a big fucking two by four with nails in it <laughs> <laughs> so uh when you've done your volunteering on your way to victoria and then yeah you sort of sorry victoria yeah. We were going to do Tasmania. Uh, we were going to do Tasmania for a, for a couple of months. Um, and then we were going to head to Adelaide, uh, where we were going to fly back home for six weeks. We actually managed to get Glastonbury tickets. Um, yeah, so we got the Glastonbury tickets, and um, that's obviously been cancelled. Uh, Are you keeping them for next year? Yeah, we're going to. Was well, that going to be a surprise, then? What, me coming over or me? A bit of both. Uh, the no, 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 no. Well. I told a few people. I didn't tell me. I told a few people, so a few people knew that I was coming over. But um, no, Glastonbury was. I knew we got them. So um, T TC actually got the tickets for us. So yeah, shout out to TC and Rich. Uh, um, so yeah, we were gonna uh, do six weeks, then come back to Adelaide uh, after the six weeks in in the UK. Then we were going to fly straight up um, to the Northern Territory. Um, just amazing to see the Northern Territory just because of like how, it's like what Australia was mm. way back when. Um, like the a whole loads of Aboriginal communities and um, stuff like that. And obviously with Alison, she can do a lot of work on the road as well. So working in those um, sort of more remote areas of hospitals is great experience for her um and obviously working with like aboriginal medicine as well so just something completely different for her to learn and, and get that knowledge underneath her belt would be fantastic 
Um, and then we were going to come down the Western Australia. So we were actually going to skip out Queensland. Um, we were going to come down the West side of Australia and then take about a year to do that. But now with this going all on and whenever the restrictions get lifted, our plans are probably going to be a bit different. Probably going to be a case of doing a bit of research, finding out some places that we like the look of, um, and then just basically going there for a couple of months and calling it home. Um, so kind of like a, almost a, like a nomadic experience, and, but maybe, maybe staying in the car. The car's actually got a tent on. So we've actually put a, like a, a rooftop tent on top of the car. So we were going to sleep on, live, it, live in the car for, for a whole year. That'd be sick. Yeah. What give you the idea? Because I know there's a lot of... I've got a good friend who I met at Burning Man uh, called Bobby Martin. He's Queensland side, actually, but he lives in his van. And, yeah. and he says there's a real solid community for it. Huge. Massive. Like, pretty much any, like, bigger type of vehicle that you see, they'll generally have, like, a tent on. Um, they live for, like, going out into the bush or there's a f quite a few beaches around Australia which you can actually take vehicles onto. Uh, and you can camp on the vehicle. So there's huge, like, fishing communities here. Um, just people, like, living remotely and, and just going off grid. I think it's just that whole sort of camping aspect. It's just massive. And, like, just going back to what we were saying earlier about, like, everybody love being outdoors. Um, yeah, I think it just stems from that. Uh, and it's just obviously just so beautiful here and just so scenic, um, especially along the, uh, along the coast, but even inland as well. A lot of, like, going out into the bush. Uh, yeah. Do you find... So, yeah, just Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you go, you go. Uh, do you find that if you were to um, finish that up, would you find it difficult to adjust again to live in city life? Because you used to, you know, is that, do you think it's one step where that's something you'll maintain doing for, for the foreseeable? Um, I've always said that I'd like to come back, maybe if I was to come back to the UK, would love to probably do London for another year or so. Um, but moving, moving over here, because we don't really live, we don't really live in a, where we live at the moment. It's not really like a city. There's like loads of like towns spread across, uh, but like real small sort of towns. Um, I don't know. I think I'm kind of more that the more longer I stay out here, I think the more I'm done with cities and that big sort of fast paced living style. I think I, I got quite used to that sort of slower pace of life. Uh, you know, I mean, taking it all in and not rushing around. I think, yeah. Like I did Leeds, Leeds was brilliant. London was fantastic, but just bang, 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 bang. Um, I think moving over here really sort of opened my eyes to that sort of like more chilled out sort of way of life. And they generally do seem a bit more chilled out over here as well. I don't know if you noticed that. I felt Luke has just come in and said hello. Um, I, felt, I felt there were a bit... Um... Uh, yeah, it, it's almost like it's not... I don't think that they were at more of a slow pace of life because it's still, especially Sydney when you're getting on public transport, what have you, it's still quite hectic. But yeah. I, I felt that they'd met more time to do something that's quite chill. Yeah, okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I get, well, yeah, I suppose you just did cities, didn't you, as well? Yeah, you yeah, did exactly. Melbourne, exactly. Uh, Sydney, yeah. Um, next time you're over, come and, come and stay with us. 100%, I think that's another <laughs> thing is like, well, that's, <laughs> I'm there now, mate, I'm there now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because like um, I, I don't think I uh, appreciated how big Australia. Well, like get this, like I was my first like venue I was gonna book for my comedy show was gonna be in Byron Bay because I was like, oh well, it's just up road. It's like I was, just about, I was just about to say Byron Bay, you would love. I was well, this is, about so, to so one of my mates uh, does a, 
uh, he's a booking planner for a club out there. I think it's Lockera Bay or Lacuna Bay or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I was going to perform the comedy there and I was like, oh yeah, like in my head I'm like, Sydney, just come up to Byron Bay. I didn't realise like it's a proper flight or all like that. And it's, yeah, like, t like for you to drive from Sydney, I think it's like 10, 11 hour drive. Madness. But I'm up for it and, and I think that's it. I think because now I appreciate the size of it, I want to do longer. That's why with the whole Australian, you know, adding the Adelaide leg in, but then doing Melbourne, Sydney, uh, those comedy festivals, I'd be there for like nine yeah. weeks, particularly. Yeah, and yeah. I want to do Bali at some point in there as well. So there's definite time to like come and chill rather than just, that's the one thing that it felt a bit for me actually was a bit rushed. Even though I was there for about a month, I, you know, I felt it was a bit, I've got to be there. I've got to be there. Yeah. I, I couldn't like just unwind and say, oh, I'll come up there for a couple of days. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. No, mate, absolutely. Like, stay as long as you want, like, wherever we are. We've just had another year granted on our visas, uh, literally last week. Um, so we were actually supposed to be back home two weeks ago. Um, our two-year visas ran out then. So we've just had another year. So we're here till 22nd of April, 2021. How do you get to, uh, how does that get put through? Do they just, like, take a, a liking to you or, like, what you've obviously given to the country over there? Dating the doctor, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, mainly, mainly of that. Um, basically, Alison's, Alison's worker basically took our visas over. So we applied on our own, um, but yeah, we've had a sponsor now through her, through her work. And that can be, we can basically apply for permanent residency or PR through them as well if we want. Is that the next step, do you think? Well, we've actually already applied. Um, we applied back about eight months ago. Um, but the Australian government, when we applied, if we would have applied three weeks before we actually did, we would probably have permanent residency already. But the Australian government, they basically axed the numbers from 50,000 down to 12,000 uh, immigrants a year. Like, so basically, yeah, immigration would just basically just axed it. And they wanted to give more, like, Australians a chance or uh, guys from New Zealand a chance with jobs over here. Um, whether they change that, because um, I think they, there's, there's some, a news article I read yesterday, they were saying something like they heavily rely on a lot of um, foreign students coming over. So whether they change that, um, we don't know. So yeah, we probably, we probably will apply for PR. We, yeah, that's the long, the long, the long uh, answer. <laughs> So have, um, have, we, have we lost you for good? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. That's a pretty cool way of saying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It's good to know that you've gone over though and that you are like immersed in it so much that you want to settle. Yeah. Rather than just jumping back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think like, I think if we, if we do get PR, um, I think the, the rule states that you can come back for, um, I think you have to, you can come back for two years in within the five years, you have to stay three years in the country. So in Australia, so we could come home for like, like a six month period, uh, if we really wanted to, and it's probably something that we would probably do, um, if we were to get permanent residency. Um, but at the moment, yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're fixedly stated here at the moment. So, um, yeah, if we get PR, we'll be straight over, back over. But like I said, they don't reckon there's any international flights till the end of the year. What? 
Yeah, so Australia, I think, because you guys have still got flights, right? You've still got yeah, flights I think so. going in and out of London and the, and the big cities. Um, we, yeah, there's no international flights. Uh, the only flights that are going overseas are the ones that are trying to get Australians back home um, or vice versa, the, the international students or, or international people that are here back to their home. So, um, but yeah, there's no like holiday flights or anything like that or commercial flights. But till the end of the year, is this you speculating again? No, this is something that I read. This is, this, is, this is actually coming from the government. So the government read, uh, they came out with this a couple, about three or four weeks ago. Um, they said that they, they reckon that international flights won't be going until about December. So we have looked at flights maybe for coming back home at Christmas um, for six weeks or so. Um, but it really depends if we have to isolate or not for two weeks. So that's a, that's a big, uh, big factor. That would be taking two weeks off your oldest, so yeah, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Fair. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. All right, Robert, well, thank you for your time. The final one for me, mate, is, you know, what's the biggest thing you miss about Leeds? Uh, family and friends. Family and friends is, is, is a big one for me. Um, yeah, family and friends, for sure. Well, you know we're all here for you, mate. We're all just, Cheers, brother. Uh, we're just the click away on the old blower, but respect to you. Sell it out for us, brother. And uh, stay cool and safe out there, man. And well sorry do, brother. for waking you up so early. <laughs> <laughs> what a G. Oh, good, Bless mate. you, mate. Absolute legend. Take See you later, mate. Bye. All right, nice. Just a nice catch up with the boy, Prince. Shout out anybody in the in the chat who uh, just buzzed off that as well. It's always good to hear from him uh, and see that he's doing well and he's set up out there. I'm sure that, like most of us in the chat who know him, it's good to know that him and Ali have been able to go over there and get settled. And uh, yeah, man, just good to see that face, isn't it? It's just good to see that face. What a legend indeed. Shout out everybody who's been in the chat. Sorry if I couldn't give any of your comments away to him or all like that. Uh, for those of you that don't know what this is, this is Loose Lips, I'm Ben Random and pretty much I chat to people from all different walks of life just looking to get a bit more about their personal life stories to uplift everybody and deliver uplifting, optimistic tales for you all. So if you want to capture any of the previous chats, go to my YouTube channel which is Pop Cult Chic and you can find the back catalogue there. Other than that, I'll be returning Monday with another stellar lineup of people to chat with. Until then, peace and light to you and yours. Stay indoors. Bye.